everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast where we have got a lovely coronation to interview have we not Gemma we have we have got one we're gonna do it we I'm, I'm it. doing it yeah I'm I didn't do it. it you didn't do it we're, we're on holiday this week we're in London this week aren't we it's then at my sister's house but that doesn't mean the podcast stops oh no because this no, week it never stops the podcast never stops it keeps on going we've got an interview with Cal Allen haven't <laughs> we who's that Gemma oh she only plays the Sadly departed Laura Nealon. She does, she does. Oh, what Although, a beautiful corpse. I, I know, so, so beautiful, so stunning. <laughs> but she doesn't only play her, she also played Lulu Lockett, who was oh, the, yeah, uh, exactly. the the tassels owner back when Bethany was wiggling her arms around a couple of years ago. She's just been at the centre of all the drama, hasn't she? She certainly has, she certainly has. So I had a nice sit-down chat yesterday afternoon to have a talk with her. And um, there's also a YouTube version of this interview as well. So if you fancy having a look and seeing oh, yeah. you know, what we look like while we're doing it. You can head over to our YouTube channel and you can go and see that as well. But um, if you're going to stick around for the audio version, we'll waffle around for no longer. Here it is. Last week's Coronation Street served up some truly heart-wrenching scenes as Laura Nealon succumbed to stomach cancer, taking the secret about the true nature of ex-husband Rick's death to the grave. Today, I'm joined by the actress behind the character of Laura, who's looking a lot less peaky than the last time we saw her on screen, I'm happy to say. It's Cal Ellen. Cal, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I was just saying before, um, Georgia and good old Charlie sing your praises so I was like how could I not come on and do a podcast with you all so I'm sat here coffee at the ready and all good to answer some like answer some questions so uh, I've got I've got my Red Bull this afternoon I'm a little bit tired as well (laughs) we'll get through this it's very nice to have you it's lovely to, uh, to to get in touch with you and have a chat with you this afternoon looking forward to this it's been the highlight of my day today I've been running around and I thought you know what I'm excited just to sit down have a minute put my feet up and have a good old chat so that's that's the plan that's that's what we will do that's what we'll do so those are some pretty intense scenes last Friday weren't they when Laura died and Kelly arrived at the hospital too late how have you found the viewers reaction to it oh my days let me just turn this on mute or else I'll just keep pinging um you know what the viewers reactions they've been so positive and just so lovely. Everyone has been stopping me just to say how amazing that they found the episode, that they were sobbing um, <laughs> or that they were crying. Um, oh, it really touched home. And I think for me, one of the big things, I was an emotional wreck and it wasn't over the scenes that were going out. I knew that these were coming and they were upsetting. And yes, part of that was because it was saying like goodbye to Laura. Um, but I think for me, it was the messages. It was the direct messages that I was getting from viewers that were telling me, you know, that they never got to see their family members because mm. of COVID. They never got to say goodbye to them. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out who've been diagnosed with like a tonal illness. Mm. Um, and, you know, they're explaining that to the family, even off the back of the episode, they found it as a way to explain it. So it's so it's humbling and you know what if anything every time I read one I'd start crying again so I'm just like I think I might just have a moment and just watch watch the episode again and cry with Millie so yeah it's very funny having everybody like know who you are and getting in touch with you and you know all the social media follows going on the rain and stuff yeah I think originally to start off with like you know everyone has a chat with you and they're like you know people will stop you and I'm like oh no I'll be fine, you know, I'm in and out all the time, no one will notice me. Um, But yeah, I guess as the storylines have been going on and the time that I've been in, people just stop you for a good old chinwag, good old natter. So yeah, I've kind of got used to it more now. I think when people call me Laura a lot, or maybe say, why don't you go back and sort your daughter out? Or (laughs) stay away from Adam is a married man. when I get those questions, or where's the switch to um, make it rain um, in Weatherfield and how to flip it off to make it sunny? No, those ones always throw me. But apart from that, you know, everyone, the majority of people I ever meet are so lovely. So, oh, yeah. Lovely. So tell me about that last scene then where Kelly is cuddling up to your, to your lifeless body. How difficult was it to play dead while that was going on? 
Oh, do you know what? I mean, like, this was my final scene. And normally you never film in sequence ever in mm. soap. You might be how many episodes ahead, you know, you tune and throw in. Um, but mine actually, the final scenes in the hospital all went after one another. Mm. So not only did I know that, I mean, the, the final scene that went out with myself and Millie, um, that was of us talking together, the final one of us actually speaking. We were both emotional then on that one. Yeah. Um, and then on the actual last day, I had quite a lot of scenes with Mikey. Um, Mikey was a bit like, you know, he was with a pair of us were welling up quite a lot, but because <laughs> I think if anything, we knew that we had these scenes coming and they were really emotional ones as well. And then with Millie, oh my days. I mean, I mean, she is my daughter after all. I mean, that is one thing that people ask. But with Millie, um, we had that final scene together and it was just the pair of us. And we saw obviously Samia and Mikey doing a lot of the cutaways where I think you see the shots of where they're hugging them in the, um, in the window mm. and where um, Kelly comes running through. That was all shot separately. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to see that. I wanted to wait to watch that um, when it went out. So it would be a bit of a surprise for me. Um, but when I came back on set, Millie and I, we were just literally constantly welling up. We was like bubbling and we were like, we need to get this scene done. What are we going to do? It's fine for Millie. She can start crying and sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> but for a dead person to cry, I was like, I've never seen anyone dead crying. Um, so I think we were very emotional and you know, we went to dark places a lot of the time, pulling on those emotional experiences, I guess, to, to play it. Mm. So, yeah, I think we, we did a lot of rehearsals, a lot of um, practicing with cameras and everything. Um, and we had Abe Dukes directing on that one and everyone was honestly so amazing. We were like, we've got to try and get this done in one, just in one like shot. And very rarely do you ever do that. So we had everything in place because we knew just how emotional it was going to be, even for Millie as well. So, um, yeah, we, we rehearsed quite a lot with me sat up in bed with my deaf makeup, um, with my eyes open, uh, as she didn't want to see me looking like that. And then when we went for the take, it came and I was like, I cannot ruin this take by <laughs> sobbing with all the tears rolling down my face. I think in post-edit, I think maybe some tears were taken away because I could feel them oh, rolling really? inside of my face. Yeah, but um, <laughs> what an absolute performance from I Millie. I mean, I that to me, and you know, I'm obviously biased, but that to me is... Corey award winning, it should be up there as one of the greats for an award mm. for it. Yeah. She definitely deserves it. Yeah, we've and, got a, quite a young star in the making there, haven't we, in Millie? Oh, my days, a million percent. And I say this every time, and I will tell anybody this she is by far the most talented young performer I've ever worked with, ever that I've ever had the privilege of working with. She is literally, Corey needs to grasp onto her because she will fly, like, you know, once she'll just go literally Hollywood, wherever, wherever she wants to go, I'm sure they'll take her. And yeah. I don't think anyone would be like surprised by just the talent, sheer yeah. talent. Yeah, you've you formed quite a bond with her off screen as well, haven't you? I've been seeing you know, your social media interactions and everything. Yeah, and you know, I do say this, as soon as um, we both met, um, obviously, you know, like there's chemistry, chemistry like testing with people, um, and we just literally hit it off. We're always like giggling, laughing our heads off on set. We get in trouble for laughing quite a lot, actually. <laughs> um, there was one scene, do you ever remember, um, when Laura's at the bedsit and um, Kelly's coming to visit and they're mm. both playing cards? I think they were playing Go Fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. We didn't know how to play Go Fish, so someone was explaining <laughs> it was on set, yeah. So we're sat there, like, going, okay. Um, but as we was playing the card game, we had to make sure every time we went for the take that we picked the same card, so it was, like, the continuity. Yeah. Because we had, like, over-camera shots and everything going on. Um, and then one of us messed up, one would throw the cards and we couldn't catch them and it just went wrong. And then we got the, the giggles, it went game over. So they just left us to it. They went on a tea break. 
And we still sat there heralding, um, laughing our heads off for no reason. You know, sometimes just someone gives you that look and then you can't come back from it. That was us. And that's, I guess, what we're like quite a lot on set. So always laughing, belly laughing. Um, but, you know, she genuinely is, and I say it, she's like the daughter that I've never had. I genuinely always say that about her. Mm. Um, she's amazing. I adore her. Honestly, I do. I think the world of her. Well, Kelly's been one of Corrie's quite uh, controversial characters recently, hasn't she? What with her involvement in Seb's death and everything. So putting your relationship with Millie to one side, do you think that Kelly can be redeemed as a character? Well, I mean, has she already been redeemed? I do, actually. I do. And I think I think that redemption's coming through now, I guess. I, off the back of the Seb storyline, you know, they were really intense scenes as well. You know, she's been pulled into all these really big, strong ones, isn't she? But mm. I think a lot of it, I guess, social upbringing and where she's been and her environment, you know, she's had two parents that have, haven't been the best um like role models in her life have they and I think she tends to find herself getting into a bit of trouble and needs guidance yeah um I think the redemption's most certainly starting and it's hard to say would you find redemption from being part of the murder storyline and was the slap enough for her to go to prison and all of these stories like people stopped me in the street to ask about this <laughs> and that's questionable of course it is did it instigate anything but Personally, I think redemption for Kelly is most definitely there and it's starting already. Mm. And I also think there's a bit of redemption for Gary Windass at the moment as well. Oh, he can't get away with it though, can he? Can he actually get away with murder? <laughs> he's, he's been doing a good, quite a good job so far. They're going to have to watch this space, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to those court scenes, that, that um, was that quite fun to film? You went away on location to do those, didn't you? Honestly, Michael, I don't know if Charlie told you this, it was the hottest. He did tell me that, yeah. <laughs> you ever saw Charlie? He was in all of his get-up, like Zora Bishop, he was in um, playing, oh, what's his partner called? Yeah, Sabine. Yeah, Sabine. Um, like, they were in all the get-up for the court mm, scenes. The wigs. Yeah, everything. All you could see was, like, sweat trickling down the side of Charlie, the back of his, like suits and everything but all of us literally were melting and then you've got um millie georgia you've got maximus everyone was it obviously at the back and really it was almost like a greenhouse because they had this green uh, sorry they had like the um, the window the green the green window just a window in front of them and it was like they were in a greenhouse it was so warm that even our director was sat there in just his shorts um <laughs> and a little vest melting at the back because what happened was it was the hottest day and they couldn't find um anything to turn the heating off so we had the central heating on full whack and outside it was seriously what we would say up north cracking flags <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were great scenes to play they were like obviously they were fantastic and i guess from laura's perspective you know she speaks first thinks later doesn't think of the consequences, but I guess we kind of saw a slight different side to Laura where there was a bit more of an emotional side to her where I think she got a little bit upset over mm. things. And I think possibly off the back of that, I remember we was having a bit of a chat about the storyline that we were doing. They were like, um, I think from seeing some of the emotional scenes with Laura in that, I think it's where they've gone more down the emotional route storylining mm. with obviously with the, Gary, I'm holding a pen, I've got no idea why. But with the um with the Gary storyline and everything. So I think possibly off the back of that is where they've gone. Yeah, I think you're it. right. I think you're right. Now those scenes are also quite good because it did give you some uh chance to play opposite Charlie and Georgia, didn't it? And you've struck up quite a friendship with them um while you're on the show as well, haven't you? Yeah, well, I've known um, well, I've known Georgia for years. A fellow Wigan girl. Yeah, we trained together. So I've known George. I actually knew her when she was auditioning mm. um, for Toy Battersby. Oh, so, really? uh, yeah, so when she got the role and everything, um, we were like, this is like amazing, you know, off she, off she popped and mm. to Weatherfield. And I continued, um, you know, treading the boards and working. So it was always wonderful. Like, it was great just to get back together. 
just to be handbags at the ready on the cobbles and those scenes and we've always said this um where laura gets a job in the factory mm. um, some of those like this if anything I, laura goes around starting little fires everywhere she goes doesn't she like she just drops them and then weaves everyone to it and i think it was great to see a lot of the old toy batters be coming out you know mm. there was in between them, a lot of cat fights and, you know, very slightly, can you say bitchy? You're allowed to yeah. say bitchy. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good, if anything, just to see that kind of relationship in mm. our dysfunctional family starting. So working with both Georgia and Charlie, you know, they've been amazing. And, mm. you know, we always have an absolute scream on set as well. So, and they're so talented. Again, you know, I say this, if you're working with like A-class actors, and I've been so fortunate enough to be working with them within our dysfunctional family, mm. it makes you raise your game. And I've always said, and I'll, like acting is reacting. So you're reacting to what's being given to you. Mm. And when you get performances like that delivered to you, you can only step back by reacting to it. So if anyone, it raises everyone's games in, in the scene. Yeah. Um, so I've absolutely adored it. It's been brilliant just working with them all. And yeah, you know, we're always chatting in WhatsApp groups, going out, meeting up, talking about life in general. So yeah, it's um, friends for life. Friends. Yeah, for glad life. to hear. Glad to hear. So we, we, I do want to come back to Laura in a bit, but um, let's let's scroll back a bit because Laura wasn't the first role that you took on, Curry, was it? No. You were Lulu wasn't. Lockett. You have been doing your research. Yeah. Someone said is today I think it came up as a question on um what was it I think it was one of the game shows yesterday oh, really? tipping point it was tipping <laughs> point it was one of the two um and I think it was um who played Lulu Lockett and Lauren Elan so yeah Lulu Lockett <laughs> was my first role in Coronation Street and it was only ever going to be I think it was six episodes or something mm. I just wanted to know and she was the owner of the lap dancing bar at Tassels where Tony yeah. Platt was dancing. <laughs> and we had such a great scene. If you've ever gone back to watch them, if you ever remember, there was one where the Platts came in. Yeah, I just watched that yesterday. It was uh, Gail and Audrey and Sarah, wasn't it? I, I always remember. And it, there was a line about, I think, where she said, this is the first place. I think it was called Fernando's. Um, it was a restaurant uh, that was called Fernando's that Tassels was now that had now become. Mm. And um, she said it's the first place she ever tasted a courgette or something, <laughs> but it was all <laughs> and it, it was so funny. We were howling um, on set doing those. And wow, again, how funny, like just to be working with like Corrie Gold, like. I know, I was going to say, you no, know, Sue Nichols and Helen Worth. That's, uh, that's quite, a, quite a pair, isn't it, to play off against? Yeah, I remember them like, um, I don't know why I remember, have this memory, but I remember the first thing that Sue ever said to me was like, do you want a rice cake? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I will. <laughs> We're having a cup of tea, rice cake, peppermint oil on the go. So yeah, but just to be working with like the classic Corrie actors that have been there for so long as well, you know, mm. that, was, that was fabulous just to do those scenes. But yeah, how we laugh? Was was being on Corrie like um, an ambition of yours for a long time? Like, were, were you a viewer beforehand? I always watched Coronation Street. So I think for me, like, from being an absolute, like, little nipper, as we would always say, um, my grandma, she had it on and she was obsessed. I, even, like, back in the day, I think it was my grandma's brother called Bert. Mm. And he used to ride a bike for about five or six miles because he didn't have a television. <laughs> so go and watch it with my gran and her children obviously my mum and everyone I think there was like seven children wow. and they'd also watch in Corrie so we were brought up in the same way I don't mean traveling miles on a bike to go and watch it but what I mean is <laughs> anything like if we we're at my grandma's you know she'd have like 16 17 grandchildren houseful <laughs> and as soon as the new show came on we'd be like running downstairs the chick butties being made um, she had a gas fire, but we all had a thing about wanting to toast, as if it was pretending that was around a fire, <laughs> um, on a, a toast on a gas fire. Watching Corrie 
sweet, but they're like the memories that I have, that theme tune, no matter where you are in the world. And I think I was, I was in there, the Caribbean, and the TV was on when I was getting ready and the theme tune came on and it just <laughs> literally takes you, takes you home. And that's where, yeah. you know, Corrie is home for me. So I always knew as an actor that it was on the bucket list to ticket to say that I've been in, I've done it. Um, like my mum was over the moon when she knew that I was going to be playing a character in Corrie. Mm. She's never really like gloated about anything about what any of her daughters do. She's there's three of us, and she's always proud of what we do. Of course, I've got um, one sister who's an English teacher, mm-hmm. and secondary, and my other t- my other sister is a midwife, and um, she's proud of everything with like COVID and what they've achieved. And when I've like gone into theatre or other TV programmes, it's, oh yeah, you know, enjoy your day at work or what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Coronation Street, she's next level. She walks around, <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's my daughter. And I'm like, you don't do that. You don't do that. <laughs> and she'll match the tail at the supermarket and she's got a magazine with something on the front, like with the storyline. I'm like, she'll talk to like the ladies on the till saying, do you know who this is? I'm like, you don't do that. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> run my mum at the moment Elaine so yeah it runs in the family that Corrie's huge and I think as northerners and I think a lot of northern actors want to tick that box to say Mm. that they've done the show yeah yeah. and you've done it twice how did you manage to wangle two roles literally your second role was about two years after you finished playing Lulu wasn't it you know what honestly there's quite a lot of I mean with you being like into Coronation Street yourself and I'm guessing you must know so much because I was listening to your podcast mm. where you quiz at the beginning and you knew all these answers I'm like you've got to be some like you need to get on <laughs> Coronation Street but um what was the question I've lost my trail of thought oh how, two years how, how did you manage to wangle another role on Coronation Street two years after your first one um for me there's a lot of actors that have been like on the show twice, three times. Um, and I played Lulu, Lulu Lockett, if I can say a name, mm-hmm. and which is probably a great name for a soap, don't you think? Yeah. But um, when I did that role, I came out of it. And then I think it was just before, because you can't go back into the show. I think it's two years you've got to wait to go back in because mm-hmm. of obviously... Um, viewers and the like, oh, I recognise this person, they're only in, not too mm. long back. Um, so I actually was invited in by um, Jenny Radcliffe oh, yeah. um, um, because they were auditioning directors and as an actor, we never get to see the other side of the table ever. It's mm. normally us that walk the room, we audition, we do the screen tests and everything and yeah, they were auditioning for new um, directors at Coronation Street. So it might have been some that were there as first ADs that were ready to like move up, or it was external directors that were also auditioning. Mm. So they offered me a role to play. And they said that you'd be in, you'd be playing the same scene. And basically you're auditioning the directors. I wasn't, I'd just be in the room playing the role. Mm. And we did the, the bistro and I remember all these directors coming in all nervous and shaking your hand the way that some actors would be, I guess, <laughs> walking into the room auditioning. And the character was pretty similar to Laura. Yeah. And so I think they potentially had me in mind at that point because it was only a few weeks later that um, Laura was pitched um, to my agent for me to come in to read for. And originally she was going to be called Claire, Claire Nealon. Uh-huh. So that was the original name and then just as the scripts came through, there was um, a final name change and she became Laura. But um, yes, yeah, so I think it was off the back of me being called in to do those other auditions that they had me in, my, like in mind to play Laura. So yeah. it's yeah. fate, isn't it? I know, there you have it. Got old <laughs> Did- Laura. In peace. <laughs> but Laura is obviously brought in as part of this very long-term storyline about Gary being responsible for the death of her, of her ex-husband. So did you know when you first joined the show that you'd be coming in and out of the role for, you know, the best part of the next two years? I always knew when I took the role on that, well, in fact, I didn't know just how bad of a mum that she was. I knew that she was <laughs> bad, 
but I didn't realize, and there's, the scenes were coming through in the scripts, I'm like, oh my days, is she really this shaky? Um, so I always knew that I'd be coming in doing a stint. I think, I think the first lot was probably about 12 episodes, mm. and then I'd be back out and be doing all of these different internet, which worked great for me um, as an actor with other projects. Um, so we could work around it, which was fabulous. Um, but then we knew that further down the line, that potentially there'd be a development. None of us were sure. I think just before we was going down into COVID, I think they were going to start doing some flashback scenes um, with Rick Nealon and Gary Windass. I think that's oh, yeah. the way it was originally. And then it was all changed, obviously, due to lockdown. Mm. Uh, so we knew potentially that maybe it was going to come out, but we never knew how it was going to come out and who would be responsible for finding that out. But so I think the more it's gone on and in storylining, I think they've gone, wait a minute, let's see how this like pans out. And then it was pitched to us um, as an option. And we were like, how could we not take this? We've just got to take it and run. I think as an actor, and I do say this every time, you know, you want to get your teeth into like a really gritty storyline. Um, and proper flex those acting muscles, you know. I think Laura, if anything, through like the tragedy of her being diagnosed with a terminal illness, has still been able to have that Corrie elements of humour in there. You know, she's drunk mm. the, in the Rovers um, with Bernie and those them scenes, they were so funny to, like, to film. But if anything, I think that's why Corrie do it so well and they write so well. You know, there's these one-liners, but they always find the element of humour that they can pop in there as well in such a sad storyline. Yeah. So, yeah, that and then the emotional side, her finding out, Laura, about Gary, and then the big showdown between them. There was so much to play with. And then, if anything, knowing that it was a bit of redemption for Laura for her to finally do something selfless. Mm. And a bit, yeah, if anything put a daughter first um, yeah. and seeing that at the very end when, well, I knew this when it was coming to storyline that they were like, Laura and Kelly weren't going to get the chance to say goodbye. And we were like, this is heartbreaking. <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, so yeah, we, when we knew that that was coming, I was like, we, we've got to take it. How, yeah. It would be silly not to, it'd be really silly not to. Otherwise I just think Laura might've just been constantly in and out, doing a thing. Once you've got a job, maybe eventually, and got sacked again. Who knows? Um, I would have liked to have seen her um, in the Rovers behind the bar, having a yeah, doing good. Yeah, even if she got sacked and she was a cleaner or whatever, I think she would have caused a few uh, stinkers in there again, setting these little fires as she's going along. So yeah. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Now, what you were saying about um, Laura having the stomach cancer, I think a lot of viewers and, and the characters actually thought that that might have been her latest scam. It was, was it, was it intentionally kept a little bit, you know, it was for us to keep guessing about whether she was actually going to have this cancer or not? Well, this was the thing, right? And I've spent so long working on Laura to make people believe she's so bad as a mother. Yes. So I put all this effort into like making her this like if anything the way she was and the writing for her you know it's so effortless to make it be she's done this you know I mean at one point she caught her daughter with a ring um and you all like being abandoned leaving her with hot noodles and like off she goes with men and comes back later on so all this was built up and the character had been like if anything such a shocking parent mm. that when this in with this terminal illness I was like you do realize that no one is going to believe <laughs> Laura has stomach cancer no one's it'd be silly to believe it because everyone is going to be like this is another scam exactly what you're saying yeah. she's lying and I got so many people tagging me and tagging me saying she's lying she's lying um and if anything that was a big pressure on me when I took the storyline on to turn the opinions of the viewer to make them actually feel for her. Mm -hmm. If anything, we come to like, come to like her. And I hope that's what we've done. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I think people did have a bit more sympathy with her towards the end. 
Yeah, and I think that was a huge pressure for me and I was carrying that a lot. But um, yeah, I think we did our best to try and keep it undercover. I mean, we'd all speak cast together, like people were still thinking that you're like, you know, you're lying and everything. And I was like, oh, can you believe this? Like, and it's coming out, but it was, it was well kept under wraps, which was great. Um, and I think the other one that was kept under wraps well um, was Laura taking the rap. Yes. So, that was yeah. a great twist. I'm so glad that that twist was kept under wraps because it can easily get out. And we were like, please don't let this go to press. And thankfully it didn't. And when it came out, if anything, that was the whole plot twist. And mm. we were like, the responses off the back of that episode was so amazing as well. From the viewer just to be saying, we wasn't expecting it. We really wasn't expecting it. No, I, I really did not see that coming. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then even towards the end, I was thinking, oh, is she going to confess to, to Kelly? You know, is Kelly going to get there in time and then Laura will say something? But yeah, so chance. what did you actually, did you think that Gary was going to be arrested by the police? Or what, what was your take? I think we, we didn't know whether like, maybe they were going to get back and, and Laura was dead or something, because um, because Gary and Maria got back from the bistro, didn't they? And there were the blue flashing lights there. And we thought, oh, is she... <laughs> she dead already. I, d I don't didn't know, but it was it was great. I I, I de definitely didn't expect what happened happened, and and that's yeah. what you want from a soap, isn't it? You want to keep the viewers on their toes. Yeah, and I mean, I guess there was two scenes. There was that one. Um, I think we had to cut my sobbing out because the whole time that the policeman was speaking, I was literally I'd already gone there. I'd started. <laughs> crying and this full sob was coming we went for a cut and I was still going I couldn't stop I got like as an actor I just couldn't cut it and I was like <laughs> I need to stop and that one and Millie on the very final scene that was another one with the whole sobbing and not being able to cut and close off at the end of like when someone's shouting mm. at the end of that scene we were in bed together sat there hugging for about 10 minutes, the pair of us both crying our eyes out because it was so emotional. So there were two big scenes like that with full sobbing going on and not being able to close off as actors. We were like, <laughs> what are we doing? And then that evening at the end of my final scene, um, I'd been crying all day long and my eyes were so puffy and Millie obviously had been crying. The pair of us looked a right mess. Obviously you <laughs> saw what we looked like. And um, it was Ali Mardell's leaving do that evening. Oh, was and, it? Yeah, and we had to go and get, I had to take all my, obviously like really pale makeup off. Mm. And we went across to this party, the pair of us, and we were both really like puffed up eyes, puffy face. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was like, are you two okay? We were like, yeah, yeah, we are, we are that's so funny that's so funny so have you been told anything about how the story is going to go now or are you just in the in the dark as much as the rest of us now yeah I kind of know what's going on so yeah, yeah there's a lot of good things to come there, there are and a lot of twists and turns and I'm not going to say anything no, <laughs> I might tell you what this finish is I'm not joking <laughs> 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 so what are you going to miss the most about being on the show would you say um I always say two things um the biggest one is it's the people it's the people the friendships and the bonds that you have and you know when if ever you speak to anyone from like who've worked on Corrie who are still there mm. everyone says it's like one big family and it genuinely it really is because when I was there I'm like there has to be some kind of gossip what's going on, like, and everything. But genuinely, it, it's a huge family and everyone has to trust on each other to pull it together. So there's that much love amongst people and I really will miss those, that, just that day-to-day -day being in, having a gossip in the green room. Hmm. And my other one, it's, it's the canteen. I'm not gonna... <laughs> when I got there and I, I, I was told this make friends with Leon the chef and like these are those are the toilets there's the toilets that you, that's what you need to know this is the canteen that's Leon get friendly with Leon and days Wednesdays at the canteen um they cook oh my it's called steak bavette and oh, yeah. I've tasted steak like it sorry to any vegetarians or anyone who's vegan but <laughs> 
this chef cooks unbelievably. It's it's amazing. And everyone goes in on a Wednesday. Sometimes I just call in as if to say, oh, I've forgotten a script. So I'm just going to pop in, call <laughs> past me. <laughs> just to, but yeah, they're, they're the main things that I will miss yeah. for sure. And I think my final day, just walking down the cobbles as well and looking back on everything, you know, it's so... It's so iconic, isn't it? And I think mm. you forget that when you're working there, but sometimes just to take that little breath just to say, this is it, we're off. So, yeah, the cobbles themselves and the, the sets, you know, they're so iconic, aren't they, being in the Rovers and yeah. being yeah. outside the Rovers, all of those, um, yeah. So is there much. anybody that, um, that you didn't get a chance to work with that you would have quite liked to? Do you know what? Right, this is a funny one. Right, two, these, there's two people. Ken Barlow, most definitely. I would have loved to have worked with Ken Barlow. And I've had a lovely chat with him. He's, he's a lovely man, is mm -hmm. Bill. Um, but a scene with him would have been great. Yeah. But you know what I would have loved to have worked with? Um, the actor who plays Rick Nealon. Of we course. <laughs> he, was, he was gone before you got there, wasn't he? Yeah, and Millie was the same. Um so I think it would have been great for all of us to have been working in like some scenes together before mm. and whether it after they, they divorced, whether it was going back to what they were like before, our family life with them, um, with them separated and Kelly in the middle, um, they would have been nice. But um, yeah, Ken Barlow as the iconic, let's do a scene. And I probably would have loved to have just popped into the cabin and got some like bonbons from like Rita yeah. um, and a copy of um, the old, is it Aya Mag? Was it Aya? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've got higher and they've got chit chat. Oh, it would have actually been the higher. <laughs> let's, let, let's have a, one of those ones. Yeah. It was funny what you were saying about Rick Nealon because did you see last night's episode and they had the uh, the picture of Rick and, and Kelly next to each other, like oh, photoshopped, yeah. I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, they've never been together for photographs, so um, yeah. I know Photoshop. Um, <laughs> but did you see the pictures of Millie? Yeah, little little baby yeah, Millie. Because um, I think it was Millie's dad, um, Paul, that was sending them through to him, was working on set, and they kept coming through all these photos, and we were like, oh, my days, look at you. <laughs> uh, but they were, they were all photos of Millie when she was a little baby, so... Yeah, yeah but little, probably a little Photoshop there from... Um, <laughs> Somewhere on the set, there's one of um of Mikey when he was like in school as well. Have you seen that one, little teenage Mikey Noor? I've not seen that one. No, it's but I remember somewhere. when I've been on set um in Gary and Maria's flat, hmm. um, there was a load of pictures of children, and I said to um to Mikey, "Who are all the children?" And he was like, "I think they're all my they're all my kids." <laughs> <laughs> on I know you've got Liam obviously um who are the others and he was going um <laughs> oh he was trying to remember the name of his children and he's got Jake yeah that's right is there another one yeah there is I can't remember who it is either now he got stuck with the name of the other child I think it was that but yeah um but yeah I was looking for photographs of him then and some of his cast cards that he has now are still of like, I think from really early days. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, of when he joined the soap. So yeah. Like he's changing. been in it a good long, yeah, good long time now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done a really good um, a good stretch, hasn't he? It surely yeah, must yeah. be I'm, I'm making this up now, but I'd be guessing probably around what? Nearly 20 years, 20 years, do you think? Mm -hmm. No, it can't be that long. I'm, I'm gonna say between 10 and 15, I reckon. I'm going to message him while we're talking. Let's ask okay, him. Just ask Mikey, see if he can get back to us in time. But how long will it last? Is Gary going to get his comeuppance, do you reckon? Is he going to get oh. caught? I don't well, know whether he's, it, the guilt's going to eat away at him, you know? He was almost ready to confess before, wasn't he? He wanted to confess, didn't he? And then quite quickly, though, I mean, did you see last night's episode mm. about them? He wanted to know quite quickly how much money there was there. Yeah. His own game, or is it for Kelly? Mm, you know, I wonder. I wonder. You know, there's like other storylines developing. What what will happen? Will guilt get the best of him? Will someone else find out about it? Or you know, mm. as law something? 
you don't there's all these things that potentially could happen as a storyline um i know i want, I want to see what happens well, if if uh kelly finds out what's she going to be like with gary and maria because they've been lying to her all this time and because of that she wasn't able to be with you in your final hours let's see say goodbye to her mama and all because she hated her for murdering her own father i mean i don't think most people would want to go and visit a parent if they just found out that they killed the dad no. <laughs> but um yeah but if anything you know that stopped her having those last precious moments with her own mum so what would she do? What do you think she would do? Look at me. I'm asking you questions right now, Michael, whilst I'm asking Mikey how long he's been on the show. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think she'd just stand there and watch while somebody kicked Gary to death. She's quite good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nothing. I'm saying <laughs> So do you think there's a chance that you're going to be back in Corrie? You know, two years' time, different face, new, new character, or is, is Laura too well known now? You know what, I'm I'm happy to have the break and work on some more projects. But um I was talking to Ian McLeod, um, our exec producer, mm. and he was like, Darling, this is soap, you know, um, Laura could come back as a ghost, you could come back <laughs> as a, a twin sister, you know, you could come back at any point. So it's like, if anything, you can never say never in soap. So I could be coming in as a completely different character. Um, in a few years' time. I would probably, would I do that? I probably would, you know, just to have another play around with a different character. If it was a great character again. Yeah. Um, that, or it just, if anything, I guess, if you was coming in as Laura's sister or as a twin, could you imagine that? Especially if she was like, oh, would she be a goody two-shoes though? Probably. Would it be like sweetness and light? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Who's the bad twin? I always think the better characters to play are the ones that have got a bit of grit to them. Do you want yeah. to be playing a girl or, or do you want to be the one that causes a few problems? <laughs> and I think if anything, the ones that are a bit more like that, there's great character development for them. If anything, to kind of form redemption or mm. journey, isn't there? So Yeah, no, I, I just quite like the idea of you coming back as a ghost. It kind of reminds me, remember at the end of the, of the Harry Potters where, where um, Harry's mum and dad sort of appear behind him as ghosts. <laughs> we like that. <laughs> you, and, you and Rick behind Kelly. Could you imagine the pair of us come and visit together <laughs> with the daughter? <laughs> that could still happen yet at the funerals. They've not, they've not come out yet. On, um, they've not been shown up yet. No, no, not yet. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, You're going to be watching still... that with interest. It must be a bit morbid watching your own funeral watching funerals that's do you know what's very strange i remember um at lunchtime um one of the days we were filming in the hospital scenes mm. and i was just walking around in my hospital gown just going like to see leon um in the canteen mm. and as i'd walked off set in our um green room uh we've got the production office and in there we've got like um, the monitors with like filming that's going on on set and everything mm. and there was an image on screen and I was like, I wonder what they're up to and carried on walking past. And I didn't realise when I walked back with my lunch, it was actually me, um, side on. It was me <laughs> side on. But I, originally, I didn't notice that it was me. So I'd seen that scene and I was like, oh, wow. So I think that was just as I was getting close to the end that I'd seen that. So filming the final scenes and... We, we set up, it took quite a lot a long time for our director to set up. Um, it was an, an overhead camera so mm. shot at the end um, with Kelly cradling Laura. And um, from just from then, like they took an image and it was on the monitor and Millie took a photograph for me um, of me lay there, obviously without her, um, in bed. And it was the first time I'd seen myself and thought, oh my days. <laughs> That is what I'm going to look like when I've like when I've passed. And <laughs> I want to show you an image of what you would look like laying there dead on a, a photograph. It was so oh my day. I think I had a nightmare that night when I went home. Was, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and like I remember like friends and family were like, um, it's gonna be quite hard to watch this, watching you pass. Um, we know it's your character. 
but my mum was fine with it. She was like, I think she was the one that originally thought she couldn't watch it. Mm. Um, but she, as the more she's got into the storyline, the more she just sees it as Laura in yeah. Kelly and everything. So she was okay to watch it. She did cry her eyes out and everything, but um, <laughs> I don't think she saw it as as me, which was yeah. quite good. Definitely. I saw that as me, what, what I would look like, and it was a bit, a bit haunting. <laughs> <laughs> so... Whether, um, whether you, you don't know whether we're going to be back to Corrie anytime soon, but have you got any other projects in the pipeline? So right now, I'm auditioning. So oh, we've yeah. got, yeah, we're, so I'm auditioning right now. I was going to take a little holiday, mm. um, get some sunshine. Um, but if anything, the things that I'm more interested in doing, I think are some gritty dramas, mm -hmm. good drama. Um, Theatre, I'd be interested to go back into theatre, but right now I think a Northern drama or a good gritty drama, like a mm. British drama would be great. Netflix is obviously a great one for the old bank account, um, <laughs> but you would never know Netflix if it came in. Uh, but yeah, so I'm auditioning right now for that. So if anything, just seeing how things go and what's coming. So I'm looking forward to getting mm. my teeth into a different character yeah. and where that goes but like I've always said I would never say never about returning back to so you know I'm so grateful mm. to everyone over at Corrie just for giving me the opportunity with storyline um, and for allowing me to play Laura the way that we've kind of made her so having that support and would I ever go back in the future I probably would <laughs> yeah I would if anything just for Leon State with it on a Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> You'll be hanging around the, the outside of the set, won't you? Getting some of the cast to bring you out in a little a little doggy bag or something. Still popping now, and I'm like, that's with my, with my past. Kill your past. I'm like, I know I have. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Come on, state day. Um, yeah. So I think if anything, and you know, drama right now, and this is one thing that I will always stand by. Um, and some people can be quite negative towards soap. Mm about like the acting or you know it's not as standard as um drama when you see how much goes into um the quick turnaround in soap it's so fast it is really really quick mm. like you could be learning like i don't know you could be doing maybe anywhere between a four seven eight page scene and you could be doing eight or nine scenes a day so that's mm. quite a lot to be learning and in drama, I guess, like like in drama, not continuing drama, you'd get a lot longer to work those scenes. Mm. Um, I think for me, I think I take my hat off to anyone working in soap. There's so much talent. There really genuinely is. And for me, I adore watching Coronation Street. I love it. And I will sit watching it now as a viewer, um, seeing how the storylines unfold. And my credit goes to every actor that works in continuing drama, that gets up every day, goes in, learns the lines. It's not an easy job, it genuinely isn't. And for me, A-class acting like that, working with the actors that I've had the, you know, the privilege to work with, you know, I'm blown away. And I've, I've said to myself, you know, Millie deserves an award for just the way that she is. So hats off to anyone and any actor that works in, you know, any realm, with it being um, theatre, TV, drama, whatever. If anyone, for me, it's just more the opinions sometimes that you get from anti so people. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? They just announced yesterday that the British Soap Awards are back this year. Then we're going to get our nominations for that next week. So you have to have a look out, see if Millie's name's on there. I will be looking and I will be, I will be most definitely voting for my little girl. That's what I will be doing <laughs> a million times, but this is away in here. September, isn't it? I think it's September this No, no, no. This one's um it's like end of end of May, early June. Oh, is it? I didn't yeah. realise NTAs. Is it the NTAs? That's, that's yeah, that's September time. Confused. Yeah. I'm sure oh, she'll be up there as well. Oh, she'll be up there as well. And I'll be stuck there screaming yeah. and cheering. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Whatever um, you know, projects you get your hands on in the future, best of luck for them with all your auditions, be it stage or screen or back to soap again. But yeah, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you.
Thank you so much for having me. I've had a lovely afternoon having a little natter. I've enjoyed my yeah. coffee yeah, and yeah. I can go down to the gym, go and have a quick session. Oh, good for you. I've done something good. I've had quite a lot of Easter eggs, so it's time well, to... Has, wait, eat, you're eating your Easter eggs already? Come on, a week away. They're not even mine. They don't belong to you, maybe. They're everyone else's, so no. And I have well, that to doesn't go... count then, does it? That's fine. Yeah, I have to go back to the supermarket now and buy everyone else's again. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but thank you for having me. That's real. That's, head. It, that's okay. Well, you, you let me know when Mikey gets back to you as well. How long's he been in? I you the answer, and as soon as I get it, I'll forward it to you, and you can pop it in on your podcast at the end. <laughs> right. Thank you again. Lovely chatting with you, Cal. Ta-ra. See you. See you later. Bye-bye. Oh, there you go. What a great interview. Wasn't she lovely? She's so, so nice. We so, had... in, so lovely. We'd heard she was nice. We have heard lots of, yes, yes. Could we believe it was true? Yes, thank yes, you to, to Georgia and Charlie <laughs> for uh, for recommending us to to, yes. uh, to Kel yeah. and, and giving us the opportunity to have a good old chinwag yesterday because that was lovely. And we, we, we talked for so long as well. I know. But yeah. Like you she's, said, so, she's so nice. Like you said so earlier, she has time. been involved in all the drama recently. Yes. So there's plenty to talk about. And it was lots of fun hearing about how she got not one but two parts in Coronation Brilliant. Street. And uh, that scene with Kelly crawling all over her as well, over a corpse. I don't know. I don't know how she didn't corpse, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> Is that where the tongue comes out? I don't even know. When you... Um, it you originates laugh. from people crawling on your dead body. No, no, no. I mean, when you corpse, when yeah. you're acting... Yeah. Does it come from, if you're playing a corpse, you're not allowed to laugh? I don't no have idea. time to look it up because we're recording a podcast. Okay, okay, it's fine. And for anybody who's interested, Mikey North did get back to Kel after <laughs> after the interview finished. I was going to ask you he about said, this. Well, he said that he started circa 2008. And I have not actually checked this. I um, trust him Mikey, implicitly. that's the sort of thing you put on a, on a building that was like constructed a thousand years well, he does, ago. He does play a builder, doesn't he? <laughs> Gary Winder, circa 2008. Circa 2008. That'll do, that'll do. So I, was, I was about right when I said 10 to 15 years anyway. Anyway, thank you again, what Cal, for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for listening, so everybody. Yes. And, uh, and thank you, for everybody, for giving Gemma a week off a bonus podcasting. Oh. Because you, you just got to enjoy our little break week away in, in London, didn't you? But we will be back this weekend with our normal podcast chatting away about what's been going on on Coronation Street this week very exciting stuff so until then goodbye from me goodbye from me and see you next time goodbye the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com <laughs>